What is up, Gorilla Social Workers? This is the Gorilla Social Work Podcast. Your crackerjack clinical insurgents pitting evidence against anecdotes. Hey, today we're joined by that weird-looking, half-assed ginger wizard from the Harry Potter movies, uh, Rupert Grint, I think is his name. Oh, wait, that's just Jeff Moore. And yours faithfully, Mace Warren. Jeff and I are both forensic psychotherapists that specialize in working with those involved in the criminal justice system. We love sharing our misguided musings with all of you, and we thank you so much for your ongoing listenership. Today, we sit down for our second reaction video for the documentary Untouchable. Untouchable is a documentary film by David Feige from Blue Lawn Productions, All Rights Reserved, Pano Titcon Productions, LLC 2022. No infringement intended. I think this one turned out great, and we look forward to your feedback. If you like what you hear, wait for a hot day and catch a ride with the five star ratings car. But as you walk away, fake like you left your water bottle in the car and ask to unlock the door. When they're not looking, pour milk under the carpet in the back seat. And now, on with the show. Right. I think we're going. What up? What up to your mother? Part two. Dude, you remember, do you remember the days when mama jokes would get you in a fight? <laughs> yeah, people took it real serious. They still probably would get you in a fight, wouldn't they? I mean, I guess. I, yeah. I, 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 think, I don't know. I think people still fight for that. <laughs> take Ma- it real serious. Wait, mama jokes, though? They're like so. I mean, so like canned. Were they were they ever funny? Like, I mean, legit funny. Like, did you ever hear a mama joke? You know, that was like a knee slapper. No, they're always of like your mama's so fat she wore a Malcolm X shirt and helicopters started to land. You know, you get those <laughs> yeah. and it's kind of like, oh, you know, yeah. but that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was never. I never had one, and and they were so quick you know what i mean she sat on a rainbow when skittles came out yeah like, he's like dumb <laughs> like, so dumb yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah there's but like uh but man it was like back then it was like a sick burn you know you like, ooh, yeah <laughs> that's what makes people want to fight yeah is other people yeah. saying that, that yes yeah that's the factor that dude. is true yeah that that is it's that not the joke it's super aggravating <laughs> yeah because it sucks cause, oh yeah because you got another dude sitting there saying you can let him talk to you that way yeah <laughs> yeah it's everybody Problem. around them I, I was going yeah. to yeah. but now that you mentioned it now that you mentioned it stranger better stab him stranger who i've never met yeah there's no stick opinion i shouldn't value yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i guess we'll, yeah. yeah well remember oh yeah dude remember uh um like fighting terms too like let's go toes yeah i'm like let's what did toes, that bro. what did that ever mean like i always in my mind i never understood that i assume that has some like legitimate reference maybe not i always so does that mean you like you put your toes together like facing forward <laughs> yeah, and like then just in punch each booth. other yeah <laughs> let's go toes dog Connect the toes yeah <laughs> oh. well have you watched that I, mean, I know you've watched this you sent me a fight not too long ago the bare knuckle boxing oh of houston alexander yeah yeah so yeah. they start those matches where they say they tell them to toe the line and so they've got like it's like the uh maybe three or four feet apart, they have a line and both of them have to put their toes in the line. So I think that's toe to toe. Okay. I think. Okay. 
yeah, let's go toes, dog. Mm-hmm. First time somebody said Feeling that. Feeling froggy? Jump. Yeah, first time somebody said that to me, let's go toes, I'm like, <laughs> you is, that a, is that a game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I think it was in middle school when like you didn't know that language and just the language, like just because they knew a couple of cool words, you were like scared. You're like, oh shit, For this, guy, sure. this guy knows something yeah. that I oh, don't. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just talking tough was something magical back then. You went to Central, right? I went to Mount Auden. Oh yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. I was. Who, our friends went to Central though. Yeah, a lot of our friends. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. I went to Mount Ogden too. Yeah, Mount Ogden. Yeah, I love that. Hey, I place. didn't know you then. I guess. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah. No, dude. I I uh I discovered a just a new phrase that has got to go, and it happened fast too. What is it? I feel like it's in this this like last. Just this last year, okay, is like so. You know what I'm talking about. Somebody makes a what they believe to be a profound comment, and then after that, they say full stop. I just saw this in some <laughs> congressional hearing. Full stop. That's so annoying. I, I'm like, oh, don't you do that in telegrams or like? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 What is the origin of that term? I don't know. But when people make it, they say it with a lot of swagger. Oh yeah. 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 As, as if, as if full stop, there is no rebuttal to this whatsoever. Right. What I have just said has won the argument like, and there's no, there's nothing to say back to me that is going to be any, any more awesome than I just said. Dude, it's like the grown up version of a mama joke. Cause then people go, Oh, full stop. <laughs> full stop. <laughs> you just got served. Yeah. <laughs> you got full stop. Oh man. Yeah. That's so funny. So, all right. Well, uh, looks like this is part two. Yeah. Part two. Part, <laughs> part two of our, uh, of our untouchable reveal video word on this. And yeah, hopefully I, I got some comments about our, um, our, so they wanted to hear our commentary over what people were saying in the video. Cause we were talking during that. And I don't know if, I don't know what happened last time, but they couldn't hear our, I'm still obvious. I'm total like amateur when it comes to anything. The fact that like our, our audio is somewhat clear now is an amazement to me. And then also for the listeners, that's all mace. Let's be clear. <laughs> that's, that's an amazement to me. I show up and talk. So yeah. Yeah. You make the magic. Yeah. Jeff's the talent. He yeah. just, <laughs> yeah. he just, he just shows up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so dude, but I look at this, this, uh, the, this, uh, this video piece though, that we're here on this, like, I thought this was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> how good of like timing it's a, great, it's a great shot how good a timing is that that it could could not be better it's like yo mom yeah your mom he's, yeah he's doing a yo mama yeah. joke <laughs> right yeah. then yeah. oh that's great okay so i you know i i think we'll we'll pick up here oh dude look there's my bookmarks do you ever look at people's bookmarks when they yeah. mistakenly share their screen? <laughs> yeah. You ever sure. seen anything crazy? No. I mean, mine, are, mine are super boring. Like yeah. OJP grants, Habitica's a, like a to-do list, Gmail. Like <laughs> Yeah, nothing really that. <laughs> Stupid nonsense. The, the, the most salacious thing I've got on here is Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got some boring bookmarks, man. I know, I know. But can you, I mean, I just want one day somebody to pull up their screen like in a, in a, a, a big like a comp, meeting like when we go to atza and so we go to atza and somebody pulls it up and like Pornhub's right there man that'd be amazing <laughs> that'd 
<laughs> I take a picture so fast. That'd be, That'd so be amazing. Sweet. Yeah, that would be awesome. Oh man. Be like those dudes that presented on the child porn stuff at that napping that we went to. I would expect it from them. Remember those weirdos? Oh yeah. Yeah. They were basically saying, okay. I, I don't remember what they were saying. I think they were just saying that child, child porn's, porn's cool. awesome. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah. Geez, that crazy. might not have been their point, but that's how it came That's off. how, yeah. That's yeah. how I interpreted it. Yeah. yeah. What was the analogy that they used? Like, well, we, I forget if you or I said it, but, one of us brought up the NASCAR thing, didn't we? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, well, they were pointing out that, um, the, I guess they were trying to point out that just because you watch child porn doesn't mean you start to act on it, which is true. I mean, it's, it's kind of a low number statistically, but, and then they referenced like, well, just because you watch NASCAR doesn't mean you're going to start driving the vehicle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. I feel like we had a decent comeback for that. And Our comeback to that was, was okay, fair enough. Who's going to be in the stands, though, if you're not? Right. Yeah. However, the people, the reason why NASCARs even exist is because people watch that. Right. So the fact that people are watching that creates the market for which the child porn, porn is produced, you dummy. I feel like that's a damn good rebuttal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, but nobody said that. Right. And, and we were, it was like our third day in, in, in working in this field. Yeah. That's so true. we had no balls yeah, to say anything true. about it. But Fair enough. Yeah. This time, though, apparently. We're going hot. Well, apparently, ATSA is one of those, uh, one of those, uh, I don't, it's like that, uh, that, um, what was that? What was it? Uh, it was a, a board that you sat on and, whether or not to shake babies when they're young. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a two shake or not to shake. Yeah. Yeah. And there'd be hecklers in the audience. Yeah, there was. Right. Yeah. So at this conference I heard it can get a little bit contentious. Oh, cool. And here's what I here's what I feel like we have to an advantage. Intellectually, we probably lose, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> but like the old Ogden high school I'm glad days, you said that, we'll, like, oh, we're gonna yeah, the old Ogden high school days. We're like, Hey, you want to fight? Yeah, We'll beat their ass. <laughs> <laughs> that is solid. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we just know, take, take this whole conference yeah. just down five levels of class. <clears throat> they'll come, they'll come back. They'll come back and like intellectually turn us into termites. Yeah. And like, you want to fight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ultimately that wins the yeah, argument. That does. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying folks, so whatever your opinion is, that's, that's uh yeah, that's meathead logic. Yeah. Fighting so. solves stuff. <laughs> fighting yeah. solves stuff. <laughs> the new gorilla social yeah. lieutenant. Fighting solves stuff. Okay. Stuff. Let's hear what homeboy has to say. Right. So kid, we're treating you differently forever, forever. October 22nd, 1989, our son Jacob was kidnapped. Showing pictures of old Jacob here. They biked to a convenience store, and on the way back, they were confronted by a masked man with a gun. Um, he let two of the boys go and kept Jacob, so we've been searching for 26 years. Oh, this is Jacob Wetterling. That's a pretty famous case. Jacob knew this phone number. He knew this community. And I'd sit here and, and expect him to come running up the driveway. That'd be wild if he did. <laughs> yeah. I learned Plot twist. that the number one motive behind the stranger well, not right now. for sexual purposes. 
Just four months after Jacob's disappearance, Patty and Jerry Wetterling became activists for children, starting the Jacob Wetterling Foundation. In 1994, they helped get the Jacob Wetterling Act passed, starting a state sex offender registry. If we want to stop child abduction, we have to stop the child abuser every time. So that's what we were pushing for, was to get this as a law enforcement tool in all 50 states. So it was part of the 1994 crime bill, and Bill Clinton signed it into law. I like because that she said a law enforcement level tool. of recidivism on the part of these criminals, to the Jacob Wetterling Crimes Against Children Registration Act requires those who... I guess as opposed to like a public knowledge oh, tool. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Because earlier, if you remember, Homegirl was driving around in the neighborhood just Recruiting showing people. To yeah. Remember? And they're like, oh, them. that's old Betty or whatever, yeah, you know, like, and yeah. they and they started met cracking mama jokes about her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like, I, I I mean, to me, I there are, um, you know, if uh, did you did you finish um, in the blood? No, I haven't started it yet. Oh, dude, I finished it in a day. Did you? So good. Yeah, it is so good. Like I, it's, I, I got an hour left on my Douglas Murray book. Did you know beginning of July that uh, the series is coming out on Amazon Prime? Yes. Terminalist. Hell yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, Chris Pratt. I was yeah, I know it's really good stuff. So I was listening to, I mean, in there, there's tools like throughout that. There's tools that he describes that were at his disposal. So this is a um, Jack Carr uh, Terminalist is the first book. It's about a Navy SEAL named uh, James Reese, and the and uh, he's just getting vengeance on a bunch of people and all this crap. Okay. Anyway, there's the, in there, there's tools that are described, you know, that I didn't know existed before and, and access to things that I didn't know existed before. And I think that's kind of okay that I don't know about those things or have access to those things. Those should be in trained individuals hands. And I think the same thing works with sex offender registries. I mean, I don't know, you know, to what degree it's helpful for the public to know that information. I, that's what I'm saying. So if it's law enforcement, that's great. I, I think as a that, law enforcement tool, it can be effective. Sure. I think you just base it on the premise of, you know, if you've done this before, you have a stronger likelihood of doing it again. It's not a guarantee. And, you know, um, in terms of its effectiveness and utility, um, it, you know, they, it's, it's not a secret where guys live to law enforcement. They already know, you know, this would be like if there was a task force that was looking for him outside of his agent or something like that. Yeah. General public doesn't make a ton of sense. I wonder if they get into that here. Prey on children to register their whereabouts with law enforcement after their release from prison or parole. The salient image we have of the, the monster, the sexual predator, is the loner, the stranger who's raped, gets out of prison, and escalates. So might have started with a rape and then moves on to a rape murder. And that's the image that most of these laws are designed around. And those events that happen, you know, tend to get tremendous, tremendous amounts of publicity, you know, as do other kinds of really rare but scary events. Jessica's dismembered body was found Wednesday, seven miles from where she disappeared walking to school. John Cooey confessed to taking Jessica from her bedroom, raping and killing her. He was a registered sex offender. John Gardner, a known sex offender, is now charged with her murder. Our narratives have applied that same archetype to all sex offenders. 
The thought of a sex offender living in a neighborhood can be a constant worry for many parents. Parents of students at a California high school are worried after a sex offender was allowed to enroll in classes. Parents are outraged that the sex offender was even allowed into the state fair to work here. When someone commits a crime, they're punished for the crime. And in one sense, it's sort of the American sense that people can start afresh. And once you finish their, your, your punishment, you can then go out and reconstitute your lives. But we've created a subcategory of people that we believe cannot reconstitute their lives and require essentially lifetime supervision. In the context of sex offender crimes, which are so broadly defined, someone who's downloading child pornography is a sex offender, the 15-year-old who has sex with a 13-year-old is a sex offender, we call the father who is abusing his daughter a sex offender, and we call the person lurking in the bushes a sex offender. A former local hero, now just another pedophile, trying to stay alive <laughs> in the system. And Damn, son! Now just another pedophile. quite the headline. Yeah. Touch her breasts. Former cheerleader for the Ravens, Molly Shattuck, officially registered as a sex offender after pleading guilty to raping a 15-year-old boy at a vacation home in Delaware. They were having sex in front of dozens of people in the middle of the afternoon. They're now facing 15 years behind bars. They're on the sex offender registry with pedophiles and rapists. How old did she say she was? She had told me that she was 17. But she lied. She was actually 14. Judge Dennis Wiley sentenced Zach to 25 years Whoa. on the sex offender registry. This morning, half a dozen students are set to face child pornography charges for sending explicit text messages or sexting. Technically, I was convicted of sending of child pornography. You are now classified as a sex offender. You have been kicked out of college. You have to take a mandatory sex offender class. You're not allowed to use the internet. You're not allowed $1, to $1,500 a year. That's cheap. To a school. Do you think that the punishment fit the crime? He <laughs> better be careful with what he answers there. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. back to this old guy. I have this little ditty I sing uh, every time I make this particular dedicated run. It goes like, hi-ho, hi-ho, off to registration I go. That's really original. Sweet. It's that, um, <laughs> it's that, uh, that older gentleman. The, he was the, on the, the self-described pedophile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Once on every one. three months, I have to go down to the local police department, to a, a special unit they have, just for sex registration. 8.30 a.m. to 2 p.m.? Those are some weird Is hours. Register every month? Or every three months, he it. said. Oh. I have 123 days left on supervised release. Once I'm off supervised release, I'm free to move anywhere I want in the United States. Today, I live in a trailer park that is almost 100% sex offenders. I bet that trailer park has a nickname. <laughs> I frequently and almost continually wonder what my life would have been like had I not been a pedophile. It's not a bad spot compared to other places we've seen. Seriously. The trailer park kind of nice compared to West Ogden. 
I was going to say, especially considering the other places shown just in this documentary, like yeah. an overpass. Right. Or, yeah, just sleep on the air box mattress. Is yeah. a computer monitor that's installed on here by the federal government. Mm, see, knows. see if I'm doing any, not doing anything I shouldn't be. <clears throat> the authorities federal, federal, miss any yeah. opportunity in advertising who you are. You can go out to the internet and Google my name, and there it is a picture, an address, and everything. People stay on these registries and on the internet for decades, maybe for life. Of the newer tools to deal with recidivist violence, the registries probably are among the more sensible of those tools. Where they start to become less useful is where they begin to be over-inclusive and when they're then coupled with the public notification. There you go. Yep. The <clears throat> Jacob Wetterling Crimes Against Children Sex Offender Registration Act was to be information held and managed only by law enforcement. It was for them to utilize that information to investigate crimes. Oh, there you go. It was not designed or created to to notify the public. Huh. I didn't know that. So originally it wasn't designed for yeah. the public. I wonder how it turned into being like public consumption. Yeah. After building this, passing it in Minnesota and, and working on the federal law, right before it was to be introduced was when Megan Kinka was kidnapped and murdered by the neighbor. The family felt that it wasn't okay to just let law enforcement know where these people live. We should all know. But would Today that have... we are taking the next okay. step. I just wonder if that would have stopped every that. Every state in the country will be required by law to tell a community when a dangerous sexual predator That's where. enters its midst. So okay. Wetterling developed the registry. So Megan's that law became made it public. community yeah. notification. Okay. okay. And that's Megan's Didn't know law. That. We have now created a public registry that has over three quarters of a million individuals on it. Oh, I didn't know there was that many. Public Go online, look for sex offenders who are living in your neighborhood. What it feels like sometimes is that the intention of that law um, got hijacked and it went down another path. You know what, though? If they can even prevent, like the way they're going to look at it is if they can even prevent one offense, if they can show that by knowing the registry prevented it, like most of the people in the public are going to say that was worth it. Mm -hmm. They're not going to listen to like any argument that we right. might make. My daughter, right. she's my oldest. And when she was young and I'd go see my PO or my PO would come over, I could lie. Maybe that's necessary. My I don't know. Maybe it's good for the public to feel like they have some well, level of control. She's a smart thing. And so <laughs> I had to explain to her, these are the people that tell me what to do, just like I tell you what to do. You're done eating, Can we go check the mail? You can go check the mail. By yourself? This goes back to the uh, female they kind of highlighted. Right. Okay. I think she had... Kid's pretty good with those this letters walking down the road. This stops me being the best mom I can be. I've worked about 10 different jobs since I've been convicted. Wasn't she close age to I her worked victim? at Kmart mm, at Subway. I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. I worked at either. a coffee shop. I worked at a construction company building houses. Mm. But then 
um, there was a spot that came open to write the paper. Um, I went from working at a gas station to, oh, wow, I'm writing for a newspaper. Like, I'm doing something. This could really lead somewhere. And um, the there was a complaint. How do you say that? Wawoka? Somebody yeah. found out times. that I was a sex offender. I was pulled into a room and told that I was fired, even though they knew when they hired me. They just said that we can't have your name out in the public like that. So we're going to have to let you go. So so this this right here, I think, is kind of the counter argument to that. So, I mean, I get this kind of goes to I get the idea of what you just said, which was if if only it stops one offense. Right. And OK, it could maybe stop one offense. And this is this is counting on. And but this would be only for already registered sex offenders, right? Yeah. Okay. And by virtue of just knowing their geographical location, I'm now going to be able to somehow stop that from happening. I mean, I don't know what that turns into. Again, I don't know how that how you actualize that. Right. Do you quit your job? Do you what do you do? You know, how do how do you I, I, I don't disagree. Like if I knew that was happy, keep a keen eye on that, I suppose. I mean, but uh, I don't, I'd may look at the person differently because I know information about them. Just as if I knew anything about them, I might look at them a little bit differently than just a regular old neighbor, right. you know? But I, I don't know how much I'm going to modify my life to account for that or control for that. So if ultimately our goal on this is to, we're all trying to stop them from reoffending, right? I, my question is, is like, what she's describing, this Shauna Baldwin, does that, does that, I mean, having what we know about risk assessment and the likelihood of committing a future crime, sexual or otherwise, not having stable employment and having to go from job to job, despite, you know, doing a good job, doesn't even matter. Just, you know, a lot of, a lot of chaos in your, in your job history does that increase or decrease the likelihood that you're going to commit a future crime? That, that I mean, that's a risk factor. That's it, uh, it increases. It's, it's it. one of the main risk factors that we that we use when trying to come up with an overall assessment of risk. Right. Yeah. So careful, whatever you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. That thing's not good though. <laughs> okay. Um, it is. So that's what I'm saying is, okay. If, if your efforts are to stop just one, yeah. then, and I, you know, I suppose there's a world that you live in that says, I know that person was there and I saw him being creepy or something like that. And, and maybe I just got a weird vibe and, um, and then, you know, I couldn't sleep that night. Then I heard him trying to break into my house and I called the police and they arrested him. Okay. That, that world probably exists. I assume that happens somewhere once upon a time. My thing is, though, is the cumulative effects of that, if it's disrupting their lives, and this is just one example, you know, that we've had, um, but living arrangements, so accommodations, not not having a stable location, mm-hmm. and also not liking where you're living, and also living in an area that is consumed with other criminals, right? Um, those are all risk factors as well. So... What I'm saying is that the registry, 
the art, the counter to that is, well, while, while I hear you and while I hear that that is not, a, you know, a completely flawed argument, you know, I don't, again, I don't know how you really account for that. I can give you a piece by piece breakdown statistically of how the reg- the registry is increasing the likelihood that Shauna or any other sex offender for that matter is more likely to commit a sex offense because they're because they're held accountable by the general public and how that weighs into impacting their lives. Like you know, I I think what happens though is you'll you'll say that and you know you can make a real convincing case just like you're talking about how being on the registry increases the chances for reoffense XYZ. We need to be looking at stable residence, stable job, et cetera. And I think what people end up telling themselves is like, that may be true on the aggregate. That may be true on the big scale, but I feel better knowing I trust my own judgment. I want to know who this person is and I'll make my own decisions. Yeah. Maybe they have a point as far as like the big, broad statistics. I think that's how people kind of think about it. And it mm-hmm. gives the, the hard part is that like, yeah. cause we're, we're talking about, are we, are we making decisions based on the evidence or are we mas- basing decisions based on like what pleases the conscience? And I, I think people, parents maybe feel some level of like, some level of control in this chaotic ass world to where it's like, okay, at least I know my surroundings. I know who these people are. Does it increase or decrease? I don't give a shit. Fact is I know who the creeps are and I'm going to keep my kids away from, them. I think that's how people look at it. Yeah. Even though you're, cause I agree with you. I'm right. just saying. And th- just, just think about any recent trainings that we've gone through. And this is what, you know, um, I, I'd say, yeah, that, that that's, that's definitely true. I, I assume you do feel better about it. Um, however, this is what you're doing is you're telling yourself a story yeah, okay? right. to make yourself feel better about this situation that, mm-hmm. um, statistics be damned. Um, if I know more about this, then I feel more in control and more comfortable, you know, and, and as a result of that, for what, however, I'm going to be able to prevent something like this from happening. Okay. But I mean, what do we know about that? Like there are two types of evidence. There's anecdotal evidence and empirical evidence. Mm-hmm. And anecdotal evidence tends to make us feel good. This is kind of what we train therapists on is like, you know, you once upon a time tried a technique with a a client and for whatever reason it worked. And then you tell yourself a story that that is the technique to work with all clients. And I don't know the conditions that were set up in that session or that person's life or that point in time in your career that made that intervention work, whether it's, you know... (laughs) equestrian therapy or, or, or nothing on equestrian therapy. I'm just, you know, or what, whatever yeah. flavor of the month intervention you were trying to use. So if you try to replicate that and generalize that now to all of your clients, um, the effectiveness of that is, is likely going to make it more likely, especially if you're working with criminal justice clients, it's going to make it more likely that they're going to recidivate and go back to prison. Whereas empirical evidence, which is what we're trying to counter that with, it's just not super sexy. Right. It's based on numbers. Yes. And and um it it never really makes anybody feel good. It's exactly. kind of just boring. You know what I mean? But, exactly where but I'm it coming is. from with yeah. it. So I mean I I think, yeah, the only thing you can do is educate people and and give them the information to make a decision. That's right. all you can really yeah. do. You know, I mean you're right. not gonna t- I who the hell am I? If you like you're if you're if your family member of yours was sexually abused, like who the hell am I to tell you how to feel? I'm not going to tell you. Like 
I'm just saying, what's your goal? And do you have the information necessary to meet your goal? We're appealing to the rational side of people. Right. And then you decide how you're going to try to achieve that goal. That's it. If you want to, you know, keep people from reoffending objectively, you know, are you doing a good job of, of, of your behavior? That's all we can really do. Right. Okay. Let's see what Shauna has to say here. At least she's smiling in her registry of the right. picture. <laughs> Most of that. Like, Boo. Yeah. What? Goldfish. Okay, go get him and take him to your room. Goldfish, huh? The most anyone has paid me hourly is ten twenty-five an hour, and that's currently about three hundred a week is what I take home. I wonder when this was made. My probation fee per month is forty dollars, and then. To go to group, it's $170. And then polygraphs are around about 200 So if you do the math, over the last 14 years, it comes out to about $35,800, somewhere around there, that I have paid in all my probation fees, classes, and polygraphs. I have to register for life, and I'm on probation for life. So I love probation. Twenty for years life. down the road, when my kids are grown, I want to buy an RV and just go travel the world. I can't do that. Like we're going to give you a chance. I have to be available. <laughs> we can take it for away anytime. And I have to be available to take polygraphs. And if I go to a new state, I have to register with that state. I have to get permission to leave the state. I want to travel. I want to show my kids. Something How fast is that dog seriously, running? Seriously, dude. It's amazing. It's the highlight of the show. Oh my gosh, awesome. Florida. You'd be surprised at what the houses oh. look like in Florida. I tell my daughter all the time, you know, or Montana or Colorado, show her the mountains, you know. Let them know that when it's time to pick a college, honey, go. Go. Go see the world. Go. So she's in Oklahoma. Do so much more than I did. Some of those southern red states are pretty uh, strong. Well, you could you could tell the uh, you could this tell the the time because there was a sign that two, said two, "Take five, Back one, America, one, Impeach Obama." Oh, I saw that. So this was at least, I mean, back then, twenty fifteen. Yeah. This was Waldie's room. Not ten bucks an hour, not bad. Right here, <laughs> your bed was here. Maldina finally got arrested, we originally had offered her 10 years, and she sent a note back with her attorney to tell Mr. Book to go fuck himself. Wow. And so we were moving forward with a trial, and, you know, it was October the 11th, which was the day before my 18th birthday. And this is Homeboy's and, daughter, um, right? right. the right. 10th, she yeah. said, I'll take the 10 years. And my dad said, send a note back with the state attorney. Tell Waldina to go fuck herself. It'll be 15. And she has to apologize in open court. September 4th, 2025, Waldina will be out. Hi, can I please okay, have two large iced so, coffees? Mm-hmm, 2015. Mm-hmm. Super, super, mm-hmm. super, super, super light with skim milk and 12. Super, super light with skim milk. How many splendor? 12. And you got a haircut. Very nice. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. He's hiding his face. Good morning. How are you? Good. I like your necklace. 
That was a weird order, though. Super, 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 super light. Moments in life like what? that define us. I should yeah, I was on my bed and crying, and my mom came up, and my mom said, "Why are you still crying about this? It has been months, and you know, this happens to everybody. This happens to all girls. This happened to me. And look at me, I'm fine." mom. And it was in that moment that I realized that I needed to do something different, that that could not just be the status of the status quo, that it happens to everybody, get over it. That just was not acceptable to me. My goal in life- Lisa Ling right in the forward. Is to create a world where children can be safe because kids don't have to suffer the way that I did. For the first part of my life, I always felt invisible because if anybody actually saw me, she's they presenting would not have at uh, Lauren's kids. It's her foundation. Every night. Looks like she's putting on some sort of a charity walk or something. Right. Yeah. Lace up, speak up. Before we walk our final mile, because I don't know that I would be the person that I am today and be able to do what I do every day. If it wasn't for those few little words, I'm sorry, pick, and we'll make it better. And so thank you for believing me. Thank you for seeing me. Dude, that's a... Thank you for making this possible. That's a hell of a message to tell your daughter. Right. This happens to everybody. Yeah, I don't know about that. I want to thank you for your tireless work to raise awareness on child sexual abuse. I was silenced at a young age and it took me 10 years to tell my story and it took 30 years to be sharing it in front of all of you. I found out about this abuse on January 13th, 2012. And it was devastating to know that somebody could do this type of thing. All those candles just seem dangerous, man. Look, okay, of course, kids starting to fire immediately. <laughs> yeah. And we yeah. just each year chip away at things that need to be fixed. Mm. And so to put the bad people away. And we need to remember that the work is hard. So what does this fundraising go to? Did they say in our dumbasses we're talking? Uh, I don't know. He's saying that there's a counter demonstration with a group of pedophiles and offenders across the country and that they've been organizing for months to. Um, I assume this goes to survivors? There are people who will come and march on my capital. It's got to. Yeah. On the last day of my daughter's walk, with people from across the country who have what? been convicted Just thinking of a group of like sex offenders mobilizing to come counter protest, like what the hell? Yeah, especially what? about what? this. Like you think that would be what an immediate violation, dude? You know, hey, do you want to go disrupt this uh, victims? Like <laughs> I can't imagine anybody in our groups well organizing that to push back against something like this. How does that happen? Well, like. Anybody in our groups, like, think if somebody just brought that up in group and said, hey, here's what we were thinking about doing. They'd be like, shut up, dipshit. Yeah, they'd <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. what? Us therapists, we wouldn't even have to say anything. The other offenders would call Right, them right. They'd be yeah. like, are you out of your mind, dude? Right. Yeah, I'm not yeah. even listening to this crap. That is weird. Yeah, that is kind of. <laughs> I don't get it. Let's go man. ruin this yeah. for this girl. Wow, dude. 
our last mile of our walk. It seems like the guy you wouldn't want to screw with. Anywhere near those kids. It terrifies me. He's got a personal vendetta. You don't want to be protesting. I can tell you that every law enforcement agency in this town will be on a high alert. Let's see this tie. We have already met with them. We are deeply concerned about it. Remember what these people are. Maybe the Motel 6. Watch out. In for you. Um, this one. I think I think that's good. You can see that. Oh, it's moms. They're going to be coming uh, okay. up the, the road. But Group of pedophiles. Two old ladies. Okay. They will have uh, police officers, you know, walking around. They'll have plain clothes police walking around. As long as it remains a peaceful protest, we're fine. How families so are affected public, by sex offender registry war? What's the acronym? The it's so the, blurred, the huh? Women against registry. Moms, there it is. Oh, the there we go. Okay. Vicki Henry, a mother of a registered sex offender. If they then say, okay, well, we're being, we're collateral damage. We're being injured too. That's moms being moms. The, mm-hmm. the shame is just so overwhelming. And we just feel oh, like there's no forgiveness. When, when does like redemption that. begin? For the family and for the registrant, when? I'm new to being uh, involved with with war, and so I'm. Spell that wrong. I'm very nervous about uh, being in the public. Surely, furly. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Oh, I hope a lot of people show with it. I hope. I hope. That they're not scared. They just come out. I'm doing it for my husband. I'm doing it for him. I'm not ashamed of him. I'm doing it to help other sex offenders and their families. And I wish people would get out more and understand that they're not alone and they're not by themselves and they shouldn't be ashamed. And I know a lot of people are scared of it because they don't want to show their face and they're, they're, they already know it. they can't get a job. But I want families to know they need to step up because they have to change the laws. If we don't speak up, it's going to always be the same. It's never going to change at all. That's way comforting that it's not a group of, like that guy said, a group of pedophiles. It's way different. Protesting. Yeah, exactly. That makes some more sense. Yeah. It's a fun. It's, it's their moms. Literally five moms. No, it's not even, it's three. It's three moms. No, do you have that reserved? Because I wouldn't talk to the police. That's fine if you'd like to wait for the police to Okay. Oh yeah, okay, we'll wait for the police. Oh, the fuzz. I mean, honestly, that's the only people they're going to have a sex offender's back is their own mom, you know? Yeah. Oh, there's one dude there. I don't know about bringing your kids to a protest, though. Yep, this is the moment. Maybe Bad optics, man. Yeah, it's a little dicey. Yeah, it's just, what is it? It's like grandstanding or something. Yeah. Like at your kid's expense. Yeah. <clears throat> Two old ladies holding up a sign that says war. Women against registry. Off 
I kind of feel bad for those ladies. <laughs> so I'm not kidding, folks. There's literally five people protesting. How did he intercept emails from those poor old ladies? They probably never sent an email in their life. I, yeah, was you have a thing. governor. Ooh, Rick Scott, the old governor, Florida governor. Cabinet, is going to do everything we can to make this the safest place in the entire world to grow up. Florida? Like Florida <laughs> Murder yeah, capital yeah, of the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lauren the and weird Ron, shit capital of the world. On a mission. I know what they're doing. The uh, birthplace the right of Florida, thing, man. Uh, for right. the state of Florida, for the children that are in my district, and that's all I care about. Ron Book does not take no very well. It's always either this or death. It's yes or death. You know, yes when you operate like rough. that, you get a lot done. <laughs> Folks believe in his advocacy. They want a winner. When you go back and you look at the totality of the legislation that's passed, yeah, maybe 40% of the bills that we passed has Ron Book's foot fingerprint on them. You mean about everything? About everything. Ron Book, he's got the resources to say, Powerful dude. I don't want this yeah. to happen to another family. I want to try and do something to change the world. If his daughter had been shot, we'd have very different gun laws. If his daughter had been hit by a drunk driver, we would have very different drunk driving right. laws. Right. Hmm. Yeah. You know, the perfect paradigm of, of what's wrong with lobbying, where people with a motive, whether it's a financial motive or a psychological, emotional motive, get to write the laws. It's another example of what we're talking about, anecdotal versus empirical evidence. She's on top of the world. It's not really a stretch to say that he's one of the few most powerful people in the state, has been for many, many, many years. I've always wondered what it takes to be a lobbyist. I count the number of Money? successful professional people who have refused to go on record that saying anything half critical of one about of those. Mr. Book because they believe it is dangerous to their professional standing in Florida. It doesn't start with M. So, um, it's a real problem, and I won't pretend that I'm not frightened. There you have it. Frightened? Miami, yes. Bienvenido, Miami. I would, yeah, that's a safe place to grow up. Miami? Yeah. <laughs> I'm texting and driving. A stud. You can't turn this stuff over to law enforcement <laughs> people, making a citizen's arrest for her bad driving. Damn, dude. He is. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> he has what? literally no hands on the wheel. He's double fisting a, it looks like a palm pilot. <laughs> yeah. And just, I mean, just driving like down the road. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the documentarians are making a point of showing that. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> you want to know what I like? I come through the gate. I'm left alone. Look at that. Damn. Got I like Audi, Ashton Martin. Martin. And watching Jeez. my crime shows. I love the Law and Orders. I love the CSIs. I love Blue Bloods. Dead Butler. I, I love them all. Dude, this guy's got a crib, man. My, my children gave me Lauren's idea, a pair of swans for Valentine's Day eight years ago. Hi, guys. And I love those swans so much, I went out and bought myself another pair, and I love those so much, I went out 
I thought you were supposed to give bread to 15, 18 I guess if they're your swans, you can do whatever you want. But don't tell too many people that I'm into birds and fish because they won't believe that Mr. Tuff and Mr. Cutthroat could could be into those kind of things. They would say, oh, if he's got a fish tank, he's got a shark in it. I did have a shark in my tank, actually. (laughs) Do I want to continue to have materialistic things, drive nice cars, eat nice meals? Yeah, I'm a capitalistic pig. But I give back and I put back exponentially. Sexually based offenses are considered especially heinous. In New York City, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad known as SVU, yeah. These are their stories. Nothing happened like that. She's not telling the truth. What? It's a show. It's a drama, buddy. Yeah. It's a show. (laughs) <laughs> of course he's not telling the truth. Yeah. She's an actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good insight, bro. Yeah, I'm harder today. I am. I am. I am. I am. I am. Those people who came to march on Tallahassee, they probably wish they could put that back in the bottle. All 12 of them. Oh, there's 12. Okay. They want to figure that out. It looked like five. That all they're doing okay. is recommitting me. Refocusing me and refocusing my daughter on our agenda to make this place safer for others. They don't believe there should be registries. They don't believe there should be notification of people where predators and pedophiles live. They think they should be restored all of their rights and allowed to to go out and infiltrate our communities. By infiltrate, he means live. Yeah, live in. It's a pretty sweet license plate, though. Rebel. Is that what it said? Judy yeah. Cornett's son was raped when he was 11 years old. An outraged mother on a crusade. A self-described vigilante. She educates families and neighborhoods on technical probation violations and helps send sex offenders back to jail. Oh, we need an army of you. You know that, right? <laughs> yes, I we do. We do need an army of you. Oh, yeah, we're building one. Oh, she looks way different there. Sorry. I was molested as a kid, and I never told anybody about it. Not no one until that day when we were talking, and then it just, I don't know, it just came out. We're telling everybody about it. We're telling them it's happening. It's happening every day. So they're it's not a bar with rough and tumble girls. group of That's why I'm here. Harley Davidson riders. I, I assume are in motorcycle father. clubs. Clubs, well, not gangs. Yeah, it's motorcycle clubs. Two, two, thirteen. When I finally told, I'm a single dad, and my daughters were very fortunate that we've never experienced the things that I hear about here. But I'm here because I believe in the mission mission statement, and I believe in Judy. The chick had a Vagos jacket on. A Vagos? What's yeah. that? These flyers the motorcycle are the sex offenders that Predator Patrol has had arrested. Ivago? Isn't that the bad guy from Othello? Yeah. This is one that I had arrested. <laughs> I'm not saying Iago. His name is David yeah, Percy, Iago. Yeah. That was a bad guy from a. I went online Aladdin. and posed as the, a the little boy. Iago was the bird. Really got into a very nasty conversation and he got arrested. This guy was a registered sex offender with one address, but he was living with his girlfriend. So we had him arrested. The Spanish guy was consuming alcohol on his porch, consuming alcohol, technical violation, and went back to prison. This guy is a truck driver. He had failure to register. This one here was an ordained minister that I had arrested. This is Aaron Chapman, the partner in crime with Kevin Kinder who kidnapped my son. 
decent enough place to stop here. Looks like they're going to do another offender profile, huh? Okay. Yeah. That is Iago from from uh, Othello. Yeah. By the way, it's like the best Shakespeare play there is. What do you, do you think? That one, Macbeth's kind of cool. Dude, I, Othello was the best. Iago was a stud, dude. Like I, I was. I remember reading that in high school, or maybe it was called. I can't remember when it was, but I was like, this guy is so cool. Like just he was so dude, I like manipulative and demented. Oh, you should. Othello's pretty cool. I yeah. like that one. Oh yeah, yeah. You you'd appreciate Iago. He's super manipulative. Like <laughs> he's my hero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like me and Cartman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Gaston. Yeah, yeah. Well, he wasn't really manipulative. Yeah, he's he's just cool. Yeah, he's just cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, I get to meet that guy here in a little bit. Um. So yeah, I I mean the I don't know what would you think like the it's kind of like that. Uh, it's weird because it turns into. Um, that, uh, you know, the main, what is it? Protagonist in this? Is that what it is? Yeah. Book. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Mr. Book. Yeah. Is he, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, that last little bit was kind of telling about how, you know, you had 12 protesters come out and these were all, I mean, literally they were just old ladies, you know, and wives and stuff. And they're just... And, uh, I mean, he wasn't really wrong with what they were trying to go for. Um, but he's like, yeah, they're, they're, they're committed. They're provoking me, you know, almost. Yeah. And, and like, it's a, like, it's a war, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Which is the name of their organization. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he, he definitely is personalizing it. And, and that's kind of the thing. Like, I don't know how I'd react if I had a, whatever what was that lady a house maid i don't know what she was whatever she was yeah like a nanny kind of yeah yeah that had earned trust for years and then abused my child to that degree in that just degrading way that she did that this documentary does a good job actually kind of showing both sides of it Mm -hmm. it Cause I can be, I mean, this book guy seems, I mean, he's a hard ass and I think he's misguided on what he's doing, but I understand. Mm-hmm. And then it's easy for me to <clears throat> understand the perspective of the sex offenders they're showing. Cause you and I talk to those dudes and ladies day in and day out, mm-hmm. we get their perspective. So I, I don't know it. It definitely shows what his motivations are though. Like, Cause I had the same thought they're, mm-hmm. they're watching these again 12 women and he's and he's taking it as like a personal affront mm-hmm. yeah well if you um you know if you think of any of those cases that were highlighted and if you understand the stories behind it i mean wetterling that that was just a kidnap they never saw him again you know there wasn't really much to that Whereas, like, if you, um, <clears throat> so I don't know, I, <laughs> I was listening to true crime podcast, you know, and, um, Jessica's law, the, the events that surrounded that and Megan's law, dude, they're horrific. Like if you hear the stories, they're horrific. Yeah. However, and I'm not saying that, that they're, that, I mean, whatever you think somebody should be punished that way, I'm not trying to change your mind about that. However, I, I do think 
um, there, there are some drawbacks and some risks about making, um, you know, federal and or state laws based on one case. Right. Um, that's going to affect an entire subpopulation of criminals, you know, people who are, are now just as involved as a result of their behaviors and the impact on them long-term. Again, you just have to know what your goal is. If, if, if what your, I mean, if your goal is ultimately, I want to make their lives more miserable. What's full, the effect of that? Full stop. Full stop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's the effect of that though? If I don't give a crap, and my only goal is to make their lives miserable. Mission accomplished. You did it. You know what I mean? If if you're truly invested on... See, because see, so far, I don't know. That's where I wonder if where true motives lie. Is that I, I internally, my, my personal thought of justice will not be satiated until I have you know, until I've visualized or, or seen or witnessed X amount of people go through misery for X amount of years. Maybe, maybe that's it. Or maybe it never ends. You know what I mean? But that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, is this you trying to get your personal satisfaction and, and your sense of justice satiated or, but it's, I don't know if that's really the, if that's what it is, because they're, they're not saying that. Nobody says that. Nobody says, until my personal sense of justice is satiated, I will not stop doing this. That's not a very good selling point. What they do say is they say, this is to prevent future sex offenses from yeah. happening and make our community safer. What I got to say is, you are failing at that with these policies. That is, that is, you're making people's lives more difficult. And the more difficult you add to that, you're, you're, by virtue of creating rules, you're also creating risk factors that make it more likely that they're going to reoffend again in the future. That's, that's, you know, yeah, it just, just in his last statements, I think you see that exact dynamic come out that you just said, because he, he frequently used the word safety or community safety mm -hmm. several times, but then also while he's talking about that, he's talking about you know, that it remotivates him. He gets that vein in his head and his, his lip almost starts to quiver. Like mm -hmm. the dude is, he is, his emotions are on his so eyes kind of become squinted and focused. It, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. He, so he's saying community safety, but you can see that there's just like a, a veneer of political professionalism over seething rage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So that's, I mean, I would just say, where are your true motives? And, and, and if that's where you're going to go, I mean, just be open be about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just I want to screw these people over. Call a spade yeah. a spade, man. You know, if that's what you're, if that's the reason why you're doing these things. So, well, so that should lead us to what? Episode three next time. We should be able to wrap that up. What do we got here? We still got 46 minutes left. God, we got to shut our mouths. That is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of tough. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I guess we'll, uh, hopefully it doesn't go into episode four yeah it might be a, or we'll do a long episode three we'll, we'll see what kind of done next we'll time. see what kind of feedback we get yeah okay well until next time full stop <laughs>
So remember, if you like what you hear, wait for a hot day and hitch a ride with a five-star ratings car. But as you walk away, fake like you left your water bottle in the car and ask to unlock the door. When they're not looking, pour milk under the carpet in the back seat. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please help us by giving us a five-star rating and sharing with a friend. Remember, keep those one-star ratings to yourself. I don't even want you looking at this thing. And you weirdos who are leaving three-star ratings, give me a call. You know what our website is. You need therapy, brother. We'd like to stay in chat longer, but we're lying. Good night. Thank you.